97.9 The Box is the man had a morning show. The incredible comedian out of H-Town, Ali Sadiq, is in the building. What's <laughs> good, people? Oh, that's, that, that, that stepped up. You said incredible. Come on. <laughs> it takes yeah, at least 12 or 13 years to get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It took a while. Ali always got to be extra. But no, everybody, first of all, everyone has always been proud of him. He knows this for sure. But he continues. What, here's what I like about Ali. Because, you know, he goes through his his ups and downs is what I call him. When, he, when he's shooting oh, at everybody, Lord. the city gets shot, you get shot, everybody <laughs> take it. And then I'm like, okay, watch when he go on his, I said, he get ready to go on the upswing and don't know it. And then he go on that big upswing, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, then he'll get mad at everybody again on the upswing and shoot us all again. Then he'll take another swing. So now he's on a big upswing once again, been on TV, comedy, album dropping. We proud of you, son. That's hey, all. Man, I appreciate it. Man, I, I um I thought the city was gonna I mean I I was um campaigning <laughs> like a politician for bringing the funny on NBC, man. I was hoping that I was gonna win, but um I got outvoted. By How do you feel about that? Because I'm like, man, they better hope that Ali win, because if he lose, all them people gonna they gonna get it too. Hey, he let me tell you the weirdest thing. Did you notice that they didn't put the camera on me? If you watch the show, it's like they panned all the rest of the contestants they got to me, and the camera just went up. Well, my jaw was tight. <laughs> my jaw, but uh, shut it, up. It, my jaw was tight. <laughs> then um, one of the producers, Josh, he um, he said um, they don't want the contestants to come to the rap party. I said, oh, when when did that happen? He says they just feel like some of them may be angry. And I said, Josh, are, are they talking about me? <laughs> 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 Who is the sum, Josh? Uh, and I was, I was one of the only the people that was at the rap party. Really? Yeah, I mean, I had a good time, man. I wasn't tripping on that, man. It's like I've lost so many competitions due to things that's just beyond my control that I don't even get upset about that no more. I'm, just, I'm happy to be there. I was surprised you were on the show. I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw you on the show, I'm like, this is kind of beneath Ollie. This is a seasoned veteran in my eyes. Now, I don't know how the rest of the world sees it, but you, we, we grew up on you. So That's how Keenan and Kale saw it. That's how Chrissy Teigen saw it. That's how Jeff Foxworthy saw it. It's like, why, why you is he here? And I thought you, when I saw your finale performance, I thought you had won it. I've seen the other people and the other skits and all that stuff. I thought you had, had won it hands down. But why'd yeah. you go on the show? Like I said, I thought the show, here you've been on Comedy Central. You've put out albums. You've done tours. Lavelle like, Crawford, Lavelle Crawford is why I went on the show. That was that was a it was that was because I I said no to the whole process a couple of times, and then my agent Joe Eschenbaum was like, "Listen, Lavelle Crawford." I said, "Okay." Last Comic Standing, he went on Last Comic Standing. He was a a clear veteran when he went on Last Comic Standing. He lost, but nobody remembers who won. And then he got Breaking Bad after that. He got okay. Sile after okay. that. He okay. got all these other it's opportunities. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was positioning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And okay. so you know, I gained a lot of fans. Um, got in with NBC. Mm -hmm. um, I probably would have never got that that um, endorsement from Jeff Foxworthy if I would have never been on this show. Um, Keenan, he was like, "Yo, man, I hope I can come out and um, tour with you sometime." I'm like. Like told me like what? Like, <laughs> he like he like open up for you. I'm like, oh wow, the longest running cast member Saturday Night Live want to open up for me. I called my agent right then. I was like, Joe Kenny wants to open for me. <laughs> <laughs> and all Joe said, it can happen. <laughs> and, uh, and so you know, it was a it was a it was a good experience. I just 
I was cool just getting to the finals and then something kicked into my mind that I wanted to win. And then I was like, and, and I told Joe, I said, I hate that you even asked me to come on the show because now I want to win and I know that I'm not. I know they're going to have all these. Wait, why, why would you know that you're not? This is, this is and, and this is another thing that I brought up in, in production. I said, I don't think it's fair to bring somebody back because the whoever voted, America voted for them to come back. What is the chances of somebody changing their vote once they get to the finals? You're going to vote for who you voted for, who you voted for to get back in. And then those packages, man, I, I understand how people package people. And just like with um, America's Got Talent, they're looking for the underlying story. And if they can get a sympathy, okay, if they can get a sympathy Wait a story. Minute, but, but, Ali, you got a hell of a story. But I, they, know, I don't know if you don't want to tell that no, story. They didn't, but... they, didn't produce, they didn't present that story. Because now this is NBC. So they not gonna present a different this, type of story. Okay, okay, okay. You know they rather present the the single father with several kids and I'm struggling and I got a limp arm and <laughs> and I'm deaf in one ear. They rather present that story for your people. story is a hell of a story. Well, the yeah, female but, comedian they presented that as the single mother who's out there doing her thing. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, but that, that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. When you said that, I saw, I, saw, I saw the package, and I'm like, okay, all right, all and, right. And yeah. so quite naturally, you're going to get all the women's vote on that end. I think your story's a, not, I, I'm never going to take anything away from a single But his mother, package but... was, was a, you know, was not even that, though. I saw yours, yours was kind of just, you know. Was that I, choice? I was fluff? your package, was your package your choice? Because you didn't want to... Okay, let's, okay, let's not you talk about that. You well, saw the look. You saw the alley Congratulations. You think I'll be riding around L.A. in a drop-top Cadillac That's looking one, rich yeah. already? Looking already looking rich. Like, they yeah. had me already looking like... Uh, that was confusing to me. I was like, this is not this is not Ali, but... Why you let me do you like good, that? It looks good, but it's not Ali. Hey, man. Why they do you I like think that? NBC can't do what they want to do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's NBC. As long as y'all ain't compromising my values. Uh, yeah, as long as you ain't, you know, got me in a dress, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I, I'll take a Cadillac over a dress and then over a skirt. <laughs> I, I wanna, real quick, I know you want to talk about the album that you just dropped. Before we get there, though, a couple of weeks back in the city, somebody did a story on you. I had not heard you say anything about this. Uh, I don't remember you saying anything about it. Maybe you went on um, Isaiah and said something about it. But didn't somebody write a story? I guess they didn't know about your past and being incarcerated or something. And I think they said something like, however they wrote the story. Convicted felon makes it to semifinals of NBC's Bring the Funny. There you go. I was like, wow, that's how you wanted to start it off? With convicted felon? <laughs> I'm just curious when I, when no, I saw No, ex-convict. Because I, I hit you in the DM, I like... When you want to get on the air and talk about that, you never responded to me. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe he don't want to talk I didn't, about it. No, I didn't. I didn't. Let me first of all, let me say I did not. I did not see that. And, okay, and I checked my I DMs. You. Maybe I, I should have just hit your phone number. Yeah, right, maybe I should, that was on me. Just call me. That's, that's on me. Um, so I went on Isaiah. Isaiah called me and wanted to talk about it. DL expressed outrage. It was like people were madder than me because the whole thing was. He's they on. shouldn't be. That's your description. I get that's where you're from, but you're so far removed from that. I know it's part of your story, but that's... Clickbait. It, it's a long time ago. It, 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 it was, it, it it was clickbait. 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 So I right. went on and I said, all I said was, wow, how do y'all feel about this? Because I just done the special in um, in prison. So I'm on NBC, so I don't think that was the 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 story of this uh, convicted That wasn't even NBC's story. And NBC, was, NBC didn't like it. 
NBC didn't like it at all. And it, it was the publicist, it was a lot of contacting after that came out. It, oh, really? Yeah, let me tell you something. When they get behind you, they like, uh, they, <laughs> they, they, they was. Too much money to be spent, yeah. So, and then he he um, corrected it with um, ex-prisoner. Like I was in some type of concentration camp. Oh and then I just posted That was I, a correction story? And all I said was, I just want the Chronicle to know I know what a synonym is. <laughs> and so then, and then <laughs> I know what a synonym is, man. And so then, <laughs> then two days later, um, the publicist for the show called me and say they're going to do a proper interview with you. Do you want it? It's on you if you want to do it or not. And I was supposed to do it that day, and I said, nah, I'll I wait till I get to L.A. on Tuesday. So I held them up for, like, you know, two to three days, um, even just trying to see if I wanted to do it. And I, and I consulted with the fans. I was like, do y'all think I should do it? Then I thought about it. I might as well do it because it's like y'all put up all this fuss and which 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 I appreciate it, but how do I how do we know that we won if I don't go and do the interview and make them correct it? You know, it's like, mm. do I just let it disappear and y'all just forget about it? I wanted to let the people know that they spoke loud enough for us to win them doing a real correction. Mm -hmm. So when it came back out, it was a way better story. Mm -hmm. And you know, and then and, that, and look and, and and I don't. It's not no one trying to whitewash your past. But does that necessarily... There's been a whole bunch of... They don't say that. What's the one comedian that was on drug charges? Byron Allen. I mean, not Byron, not Byron Allen. 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 Tim, one, Allen. Tim, Allen. Tim, Tim Allen. They don't never say that about... Not at all. Convicted felon, crack <laughs> cocaine dealer. Headlines, home improvement. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that to him. So yeah. I was just like, no, just call him a comedian and do your story. Say H-Town's on something. Yeah. But we don't have to go there. So I think in such a huge publication... Now, if that was the story that was supposed to be told, and that's what we're yeah, telling, we that's one thing. Cool. But if you want to talk about he's on TV, hey, man, just do the slant of H-Town's on, the city's proud of him, and go from there. Because how many votes would that persuade from people from voting if they didn't know it? Because, you know, right. I, I think about things like that. You know, if some guy like, well, I don't know, convicted felon representing that, and then right. they, they, they vote for somebody else, you know? So then some people like, yo, he came up. You know, right, and it, I wouldn't it, even been mad if it was somewhere in the story because that the story, as he's reporting and talking to you, that comes up as a part of who you are and why you did some of the specials that you did yeah. for Comedy Central, and that it, it gives me better understanding. But to let that be your lead, and I had a problem with that. And, I'm just and being honest. Comedy but, Central didn't even use that as clickbait, like right, they right when they did. And they, I was yeah. doing the special in prison. prison. I, right, like right. I said, I wasn't embarrassed about it. The people spent. A half a million dollars on light, just on lights for me to do a special in the prison. So right. I wasn't tripping about it, you know, at all. But it was just the fact that, as soon as I read it, convicted, felt like, wow, why did they say that first? Like, and, that, and that's how I actually felt about it. And that was the first time that I kind of felt ashamed of my past. I had wow. never felt ashamed before. Wow. You know, I've always felt like, you know, wow. I've overcame something, and I'm, and I'm somebody that people look up to that was in bad situations, no matter what the situation is. You can dig yourself you know, out. That's that an incredible dig. story. And that was the first time that I was ashamed of it oh, because man. my son can read. Whoa. And my Whoa. daughter can read, you know? And it was like, what? Daddy, what What you? What they mean, convicted felon? Mm. And now I got to have this conversation. they don't know that. They didn't know that. They, no, I mean, my, my they son, know who you are My now. son... My daughter knows because she didn't been she twenty. Right. But my son is eight. He don't know my 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 um 
three year old don't know. You know that my you know my kids they just like that's daddy. You right. know, and it's it's um I think it's been only one other time that I I was embarrassed because I didn't want to shame my daughter. Um, I used to be at all at, at Longfellow Elementary. I used to be there every day. I used to come up there every day, you know, part of the PTA and all the rest of that because my daughter went to school there. So I want to be an active father. So then they then um, something happened with some other people. And then they put this paper out where you had to fill out a background check mm-hmm. before you could come up. Okay. And so when she got to middle school, I never participated in anything because I didn't want you know, that to be, oh, your daddy is, the, or as far as the teachers and administration to know, I don't know what they knew or how they would see it, so I just kind of just, Bad you know, memory. backed up a little bit. That's bad. Yeah. You know, even though that's not who I am at this point, that's why I'm, I'm able to talk about it in a in a different way. Man, it's like people, um, I'm doing this speech in Philly for this, this non-profit organization to talk about all these people who just came home from prison, mm-hmm. how they can acclimate themselves back into society and how they can overcome. It's like people use me as a as a therapy for people who come out of bad situations. I don't I don't think I should necessarily have to pay with going to see do something with my kids in school or have to feel ashamed of how somebody presents me in the paper. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm and it's hard to it's hard to shame me. My daddy um made me um, put on some bikini underwear because he he didn't wash one time. <laughs> Shut and, up. No, in 1984 that was that was big, man. You know that was big. Billy what? Ocean was big, man. And my dad didn't a do the, my dad no his bikini drawers. My dad didn't do the laundry, and I didn't have no underwear. He's like, man, put on some bikini drawers and go to school. Now people think that's nothing, but see, in 1984 we had physical education, so you had to dress out. And so I'm, 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 I'm taking, I'm taking out my, my, my stuff to put on my gym shorts and all that. And my boy Denard say, "Hey boy, you got on panties?" I said, <laughs> 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 I'm like, "Nah, Billy Ocean." Can you remember the? the I'm days? not being a part of this. We moving on. <laughs> we talking about this album. Now, how did you? Why, what's the? What's the album about? And why now, album? And what's the album about? Um, I and the name of it. The um the name of it is the prison manual and I I just did the special in prison. Wait, stop. So is this in case I'm going in, I might need to listen to this first. Bill Cosby and R. Kelly and um <laughs> hopefully Trump. A lot of people need wow. need, need yeah. to need to listen to this album <laughs> just in case because anybody can go to jail. Anybody can go to jail. You can go to jail for various reasons. You know what I'm saying? And drunk driving, not paying child support. And then, uh, then other heinous crimes. You can go to jail for several reasons. This is a manual of how to. How are you driving thing. down the street and come up with this idea that this is what I want to talk about on this album? Man, um, my agent. Just tell me where this idea came from. You was doing what? My agent Joe called me and said, "Um, they ready to do another album. What you, what you think it should be called? The Prison Manual." <laughs> he was like, "What?" I was like, "Yo, I want to tell people what I haven't." If they go to jail, I said, I've been locked up with a lot of interesting characters, man. And then the, my favorite story, so I, I taped the album in D.C. Once again, I was mad at Houston. Uh, <laughs> so, so I went I went to D.C. And, um, to, this now, this is why I was mad. This, this I, I be having legitimate beats, man. When, no, they're not. You just be mad no, this, sometimes. No, this is legitimate beat. Okay. You supposed to pay homage to the people in your city. 
that's from your city that do things for your city, that put your city on the map. Kevin Hart performed where the Eagles play, man. Where the Eagles play. So my thing is this. How dare you go and sell out 10 shows for somebody who's been doing the same material since, since they started? Or somebody else, 14 shows for another person who's been doing the same copycat, got one new joke added. <laughs> or nine shows because somebody got a song out. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, <laughs> oh, I be God. trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I keep putting out new dope material and then I, it's like pulling teeth when I come home. So I said, you know something? Never again will I... <laughs> Oh, come bring on. a bring the whole industry. Like, see, there's a difference. I brought Showtime here. I brought HBO here. I brought Comedy Central here. You know what I'm saying? Ali I brought, ain't gonna never to change. create jobs for <laughs> other people in the city. <laughs> so then you think I'm a I'm a I'm gonna let these people come in with all this other money to spend or do another album, and you won't you won't turn out for me when I'm not doing an album? Oh no! So then I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to I went You to, got mad? No. <laughs> I went to DC. DC improv sold out six shows, you know what I'm saying, to do my just to watch me do this album. Now, the crazy thing is, five shows, I kept missing this one joke that I wanted to tell about Dexter Manley. Every time I come off stage, the producer and Dre, my boy Dre, big up to Dre, um, Dre was looking at me like you didn't do Dexter Manley. I was like, man. So I go, I go do another show, because we did six of them. And as soon as I come off, you didn't do Dexter Manley. I say, you know something? Why do you keep forgetting it? I don't know. I'm in, I'm in the groove okay, of doing so other stuff. You, really, don't, you don't follow a certain, like you, man, okay, I'm gonna had, do this joke, I'm gonna do this joke, I'm gonna do this joke. We you had, know? after after I recorded, we have enough different jokes to do two albums. We could have put out two albums. Mm -hmm. Two totally completely Are you freestyling? No. I've got so much material that I'm just, head, going, just going, I'm going, okay. I'm going on the vibe of the crowd. Right, so I'm okay. bang, 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 bang. So man, I said Sunday. It was beautiful because my sister was there. Roland Martin was there. All the celebs came out on, like, that's crazy. All the celebs of DC came out <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> And boom, I said, Dre, I'm starting with Dexter Manley. I'm starting with it. Dexter Manley played for the Washington Redskins. Why wouldn't I do this joke here? As soon as I came out, they said my name, and I went, let me tell y'all something. I was locked up with Dexter Manley. <laughs> <laughs> all, all rhythm, all of, like, I had to do the Dexter Manley story. And it's on and, it, and, and it's on the album. That the, the producer was like, hey, we got all these stories, we got this. I said, I don't care what y'all have. If Dexter Manley has to be the last story that I tell on the whole thing, Dexter Manley has to be there. And he was like, I got you. Man, Dexter Manley's story is the funniest story to me because you know Dude, you can't tell it. Oh. No. If oh, they want it, they gotta they gotta, they gotta get it from the album. You can't tell it. Can't tell it. Okay, can't I, tell I respect it. No, that. No, Just know. There's, there's a whole album of his material, and if they want that material, you got to you go They thought Dexter Manley, just know this, just a tip. They thought the whole block thought Dexter Manley was about to kill me. And that's I, think, I think you've told me this before. <laughs> I think I remember this story. But you told me not, I don't think trying to be funny. You're just telling me the story. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be funny. No, I don't even think you realize that it was a funny story. Okay, yeah. I, I think I remember Dexter, Dexter. Manley Sorry, was supposed to kill me. 
He was supposed to. Because what I said to Just him. Just stop. Don't, don't. <laughs> if you want to know how this story ends up, they can go to what album? Um, Prison Manuals. <laughs> the, the Prison Manuals by Ali Sadiq. Hey, it's on all your download streams. You can download it everywhere. Um, it's a good album, man. Um, it's a lot of good stories on them. And it's and it's not just about being in prison. It's how you get to prison. You know, your mindset. You know, you got to change your mind. Like, a lot of people in the streets, this not even their life, man. Like, I tell people, I didn't have to sell drugs at all. My mama had a job. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have to be out there like that. But the environment I put myself in... You know, this dude named Willie. It's always somebody named Willie, though, with a wet curl. He, his curl didn't take all the way. And then he had that. Stupid. You ever seen somebody growing up, they had the extra roll teeth? He had the extra roll teeth. He had the extra Like, he had six extra teeth at the back of, of his real teeth. And Willie was like, man, where you from? And they, that's how he thought, where you from? Driving his mama cutlass. And then, where you from? I said, I just moved here from living with my daddy. They both say, oh, you got a daddy? I say, yeah, pretty much everybody got a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, matter, no matter if he live with you or not, but everybody got a daddy. Um, he's like, yeah, man, you know, everybody over here hustle. He said, you hustle? I say, no, nah, my mama got a job. <laughs> That's my thing. My mama got a job. My mama had a good job. He said, man, everybody over here. But my daddy had bought me some shoes from the grocery store because he was so cheap. You know, my daddy was a cheap man. You ever seen black and white cans that just... Like my mom was responsible. She had cans that had um, a company and a picture on them. So, you know, we knew who. <laughs> you stupid. You know, just, she did. She would buy responsible stuff. It would be like Libby or Del Monte. You know, and you would see the you would see the green beans. My daddy would buy these cans that just had a black word on it. It just say Jeez. corn. <laughs> and you didn't even know what kind of corn was in there. He'd be opening cans. I said, Daddy, what kind of corn is that? He was like, I don't know. We both going to be surprised. <laughs> like, how you, what? And, and so my daddy, he was cheap, man. My mom, you know, when you a kid, it's only two things that's important. Shoes and cereal. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's all you needed to be right. Your shoes and your cereal. My mama buying, you know, fresh shoes, Shirto Adidas, capers. My daddy, we in the grocery store, and he just riding. He was like, man, try them shoes on. I'm like, what? Them shoes by the bread. I don't want to try them shoes on. <laughs> and, he, and then he made me try them on. And, you know, they always got, they always tied together. He's about to turn around. I said, I can't turn. I got on shackle shoes. <laughs> and I had them shoes on. Outside playing, cause my mama say, go play in them raggedy shoes your daddy bought you. So I'm outside playing them shoes, and Willie saw them shoes. So I'm like, nah, you may need to hustle, cause you gonna want some, you gonna want some better shoes. I said, there's some grocery store shoes. I didn't seen them before. I said, oh, that boy know I got grocery store shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a kid, man, I had them grocery store shoes on. I was hot. You know, grocery store shoes, they the only ones on on a slick concrete that that got grip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's really sad is I remember that they used to sell sneakers in the grocery store. Yeah. Which means you start to show your age when you can remember crap like this. Hey, man, my daddy about to tell me these are slacks. No, these are my workman pants. They're my pants for trash men. You ain't supposed to buy me them. My mom would buy real slacks. They came from Bells or JCPenney's. How do you remember all this shit? And I, I was my, it's my life. That's why. That's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. I tell true stories. I, I don't have to think of a lot of material, I just go digging around in my life and be like, yo, I remember um, the first, the, the only time I've ever had any type of anything that even close to a disease is crabs, and I got that in college, and what? I wasn't even, the the, I wasn't even the person. Why is he telling this story? I, I wasn't even the person, because guess what? I wasn't the person. I let this dude. Wait, did you see the crabs? I'm going to get to that. Okay. Oh, I let this dude, I, I let this dude um, sleep, in my, sleep in my bed. 
You know what I'm saying? What? With this with this other little, oh. little ratchet. You know what I'm saying? He slept in my bed. So I just go get in the bed. I go to sleep. And then I wake up in the middle of the night. Because that's when they, that's when you find out you got crabs in the middle of the night. It's <laughs> 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 never in the daytime. It's always in the middle of the night. And I'm using restroom. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, is it a bug on me? And I take it out. And it's a, and it looked like a crab, too. It's like, no way. It's like a Shut little, up. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm, look, I'm going to validate this story with somebody who worked at this station. I'm roommates at the time with GT. Oh god. So I knock on the door and I can't really talk loud because the, the lady that he was dealing with at the time um was my <laughs> girlfriend's best friend. So I'm like, yo, I'm trying to whisper. I'm like, hey, listen, listen, um, what is this? She's like, uh, that's a that's a crab. I got something for that. And in my mind, I'm like, why you got something? Oh, <laughs> boy, you dirty. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't put other employees out there, Ali. Now, nah, he, know the, he know this story. <laughs> Ken Styles was there, too. Ken, I'll tell y'all. You don't even names. He said, you gotta, we got to go to break. I'll tell you the rest after we come back from break. Because Ken Styles was there, and he, Ken Styles did me dirty and echo drugs. That's how you know. Echoes. Remember Echoes? <laughs> Kid Styles didn't well, I'm dirty. Like, I don't remember what he's talking about. No, kid, because at the... At no, finish this. Well, finish this story. Finish this story. Finish this story. So, Go. So, I used the little medicine G gave me, but I feel like, nah, I'm still itchy. I don't like it. So, I go upstairs and get kid. I say, hey, kid, I need to go to um, the drugstore and get some um, medicine for these crabs. <laughs> he's like, what? You got a crab, boy? He's like, so, we get in the car. And we go, and when I get, when we get to the, and I knew it's gonna be bad. We get to the, we get to Echo Drugs, and for some reason, it's a bunch of people doing construction. They doing some maintenance, and I'm trying to whisper to the man, and he turned around. This man turned around, and he had a thick mustache, these thick glasses. Kid Styles know this to be true. I'm standing. We, we, he turns around. He said, "Yes," and I said, "Me and Kid like what?" And he said, "I say, oh, I need some some medicine for some crabs." And then the man said, you got crabs? And all the construction men were like, what up, young boy? You got crabs? Shut up. And then, so we get the, we get the medicine, we get the medicine, and we go to, we go to the counter, and it's this gorgeous chick working at the counter. So we had to go back, and that's when them little basket had just, them little hand baskets that just came out. So we put all this stuff in his hand basket, and I said, kid, you're going to have to talk to her to make sure she don't be looking at all the stuff. Kid, like, I got you. We good. So we we go up to the thing and she kid talking to her. We talking and she just chook 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 chook. She just just ringing up stuff. Chook chook. She chook chook. And then the thing is, doo, doo. the only thing that didn't ring up was the crab medicine. And she looked up at me and kid was doing this. Oh he was pointing to me. I said, I said, boy, he dirty. But how many crabs was it? Like a oh. Like, I don't know much about crabs. So like, was like I didn't know much like, about crabs. Like I was seventeen. Ten crabs or like fifty or like five hundred. I didn't count them, but it was an infestation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear no more. Tell them, tell them about the album. The album is out. Where's at? What's the name? Yo, the album is. <laughs> tell them. Go. The album is called The Prison Manuals. By Ali Sadiq. Um, you can find it on all your downloading streams. You can get it everywhere that you can download something. If you can download it, you can get it. Spotify, uh, Amazon, Apple, uh, Google, anywhere that you can download something. Hey, man, it's a good album. 
Roland Martin did the forward on it. It's a lot of good stories on there. I sure hope y'all grabbed it. I'm trying to get a Grammy with this one. I am. Get him a Grammy. Ali Sadiq. Yeah. <laughs> once, once upon a time, I had crap. <laughs> Appreciate you checking out the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. Make sure you share, like it, tell your friends, even tell a foe. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. And of course, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show weekdays at 97.9 The Box, 5 to 10 Central, and download the app, 97.9 The Box. We appreciate it.